The Three Stooges, Painfully Funny. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And today we're going to talk about Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> but not we're, really. We're in the wrong episode, Sean. <laughs> uh, well, let's just let's just start there. I think this is the first time we've seen a fourth wall break in an NES game. Absolutely, and it, arguably the strongest, not not to say that the game sucks or anything, but <laughs> that is a very strong start yeah. for this game. Like it's, to it's to very have a Stanley parable yeah, and considering that Ghostbusters 2 hasn't even released yet, so it's like, at least the video game, you know, it's like, why would you make that joke? Like, I wouldn't think that I was getting Ghostbusters 2 at all. If anything, they should reference an older game that they already made. Cinema like Ghostbusters. You know? Or Defender of the Crown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they made the original Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters 2, as far as I know, is not a Ghostbusters franchise simulator. <laughs> that's true i i mean maybe it isn't i don't know <laughs> yeah uh now you know we have to we have to talk about it. so you start the game ghostbusters 2 shows up and then there's some good voice acting too like you can actually hear um i i don't know who's who mo curly the other yeah, guy the three uh, people <laughs> who is the third one mo curly come on let's let's like it's, make people it's, cringe it's uh jared no larry 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 curly and mo yeah there you go um, yeah, so obviously we have no familiarity with the Three Stooges, uh, but just not even because they're, like, not from our time or anything, but, like, I haven't really ever thought that, like, that that, that kind of, like, comedy would be appealing to me today. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, like, th that's back when, like, throwing a pie in someone's face was funny. That's That's gone now. You I can't mean, get a laugh. I think it's probably, it's still funny, but you just have to do it, like, in the right context. Like, you have to ironically throw it into their face now. Like, it's not just straight up funny. Or it's got to be, like, on YouTube with somebody who didn't know that they were going to get pied. It can't be, like, in the show. You know, the fact that, like, a television show would have, like, this is, like, to me, I would think of the Three Stooges as the original Impractical Jokers, but minus <laughs> the reality section of it. See, I, I know of the Impractical Jokers, but I know nothing about them. Are they, like, lame? Are they lame? Yeah, well, okay, look, I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think they, they're not the funniest people in the world. They laugh at their own stuff more than it's probably been laughed at. <laughs> I mean, that's probably going to upset some people, but I, I get what you're saying. Now, the Three Stooges video game, I I don't think it's weird to say, but... This is strange in 1989. Uh, we've talked about some games, some questionable movies that then get like, you know, an NES port. And it's like, all right, that's, that's a little strange for the audience, but whatever. This time, it's r actually strange, right? The, the, the Three Stooges, the guys from like the 30s and 40s now <laughs> are getting a NES video game where you uh, basically do like a, ser a bunch of different mini games. It's uh, Mario as Party. Them. I was thinking it's even like WarioWare. Yeah, WarioWare, Mario Party, Three Stooges. Um, but like just going back to, to what you were saying, like is 
there any, to our knowledge, any cultural relevance to this game being released now, like 1989? Like, is there a re-release or something? Do we know? To the best of my abilities, all I can tell is that the Three Stooges was still running in syndication in the 80s. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. There was no movie, uh, but this also wasn't like the first version of this game. The NES one is a port of, uh, a, I forget which computer, but one of those, like either the Apple II or, Amiga or uh, yeah, the Amiga or something. It's a port of this to the NES. And this is a game that will only become more confounding. I'm not going to do the sequels and spinoffs now, but just a tease for later in the episode. You won't believe the kind of legs that the Three Stooges, <laughs> this exact game with no, with no added bonuses or remastering, you won't believe what legs it has, uh, in terms of ports. So stick around for that, but in the meantime, let's talk about the actual game, The Three Stooges. Uh, it's a, it's essentially like setting up what I would think would be the stronger thing to do is set up like an episode of of The Three Stooges, and then you like go through it. But instead, they have to rescue an orphanage by earning enough money in midi in uh, mini games that are based on various Three Stooges films or TV episodes or what have you. I, I just feel like. That's a little complicated because there's the whole somebody is trying to steal the orphanage first, <laughs> right? Like this Mr. Money guy. He's oh, got yeah. Yeah, he's got the, you know, the keys to the orphanage. So you have to earn enough money to buy it back from him as if he would he wasn't just doing it for nefarious purposes, he's just doing it for money accumulation. I thought it was just rent. Like they just need to pay rent that month. But it's not even their orphanage. It's like some Yeah, like, you know, it, but, like, they're just like, oh, we're going to take up the cause of this orphanage and their late rent. I Got it. <laughs> okay, that's just something that the, the Three Stooges do. So you hope that, like, in your own hometown, you run into them and be like, hey, could you pay my rent this month? <laughs> well, I mean, if you have orphans in your house, maybe they will. But um, what was... Uh, so, okay. Then you get into this other thing where they sort of congregate on a against a brick wall, and now they're going to select the jobs they're going to do that day. Um, and I don't know what was what were your thoughts on this? Right. So this is the this is how they gamify it then, because now you only have thirty in-game days to earn enough money to get the orphanage back. So the the jobs that they take are the mini games. That's where it gets clever again. Now I'm like, oh, I understand what the assignment is and the 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 jobs being the mini games. Yes, it's it's Mario Party, it's WarioWare. These are short bursts of, of gameplay that I'm not sure if I fully understood all of them. No, but at no. least they didn't. <laughs> at least they didn't last forever. And at least you got to like, you know, you got to like experience some really weird stuff. I feel like at you know, at this point, we could just talk about every single one of them. But for me, in terms of standout minigames, that soup cracker one <laughs> <know>. okay. <laughs> is just is just wild. Okay, I get that this is a reference to an episode, and maybe some of our listeners are big Three Stooges fans, and they get what's happening, what happens in that episode, but I have zero context. But, all right, so one of them is they're there for for eating soup really fast and there's clams in the soup and there's crackers that they want and you, you have to get all the crackers. Um, but then the clams will close on a cracker sometimes uneventfully, but 
Other times you'll get this ear-piercing screech of what I imagine is the stooge in question shrieking in horror from a clam eating his cracker, but I can't really tell because I didn't really know what triggered it. Uh, Do you know what's going on here? Yes. So uh, the stooge in question is Curly. I don't know why he's wearing that hat uh, because he wasn't wearing it a minute ago. (laughs) But now he's wearing a hat and um, he's got a bottle of wine, which is also questionable because like, I don't know. Do you do you ever have like wine with your other liquids? Like, no, no, no ever... that's olive oil. Oh, okay. wait I don't know. for the soup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess like olive oil is less objectionable, I suppose, because at least I would like be infusing a, another taste. Whereas maybe I I can't imagine like I'll have the lobster bisque and a glass of red. Like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, you're drinking one thing, stick to one. Nobody says, "Can I have um, you know, a bottle of red and a bottle of cool blue Gatorade?" I mean, don't knock it till you try it. That's true. So, yes, what's happening here, Sean, is exactly what you think is happening. The First off, kudos to the sprite work here, because that's a pretty good image of, of Curly. But then even the over, you know, the top-down view of the hand with the spoon trying to, like, be, you know, hovering over the, the, the soup and trying to get the crackers before the clams uh, eat them all up, that is a very... Easily understood assignment. This is where I think about like WarioWare, right? Where in a WarioWare game, you only have like 10 seconds of actual gameplay anyway, and they don't tell you what to do. It just comes across the screen. It's like jump. And then you just like, okay, I guess I'm jumping. And then you, as you play it over time, you figure out like what you actually like need to do and get used to the rhythm and the game gets faster and faster. Here, it was like right away. I was like, I get it. I'm supposed to be eating these crackers. If the, uh, the clams get to them first, Curly's just pissed, and yeah, he shrieks the loudest, uh, maybe the maybe the noisiest audio file I've ever heard uh, on the NES yet, and it's not pleasant, but also it's unclear <laughs> about like the timing of how long it takes a clam to get a cracker. And it's not every cracker. It's not every cracker that is then eaten by a clam. Uh, I don't know if it's just the first cracker that gets eaten by a clam uh, in each bowl, or if there's just a random time that, like, you're never going to get that cracker. Uh, it Because then there'll be a bunch of times where the clams close on the cracker and nothing happens. I don't get that little screen, uh, that that little uh, FMV. Yeah. And, I mean, we see, we see some stuff in terms of just confusing sprite work and, and um, very pixelated images of the Stooges featured throughout other minigames, too. Uh, there's that one where you're, like, simultaneously boxing and trying to dodge obstacles and look at a stopwatch <laughs> that that one has like a very like tim and eric picture <laughs> yeah. of uh of i think mo uh, you know it's it's all like the visuals are whatever for me i'd rather you know stick on the on the mini game thing for a moment just because like a lot of these games created for me the mario party effect where if you're not in the minigame mode of Mario Party and selecting the minigames you want to play, if you're actually on the board, there's that time where, like, after everybody's gone for their turn, the wheel comes down, and you just pray that, like, <laughs> that one game doesn't get picked. And it does. You know, like that. And it does. And it's it's the trivia. And it's not because I don't know the Three Stooges. Like, yeah, that sucks. But, like, in general, trivia for the Three Stooges implies that, like, We're in this game experts. at least... Right, only super fans should be owning a copy of the Three Stooges. Like, there's no accessibility here for newcoming fans or people who are just 
interested in these three weird characters. It's like, no, now you won't earn a penny because you don't know anything about the show. And and thankfully, there's only three possible solutions. So, like, you're bound to get some money from this if you just randomly select. But that's not how you want to play this game. Like, you, it, But the questions that are asked are like, in what year did Curly join the show played by whoever the hell and it's like 1936 or 1942 like i don't know <laughs> and it's i guess it's it's just the less the least fun part of the game yeah you brought up a great point there sean though the trivia isn't like all right so i'm gonna change it to something i know right so simpsons trivia right if you ask me about something that happened in an episode of the simpsons I might be able to, like, answer a lot of those potential questions. But if you start saying, like, who was the executive producer of season 12, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I, God, I might know, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm a super fan. Here, it's like the Three Stooges questions aren't always about just, like, the pranks that they pulled on each other or, like, famous catchphrases. It's, like, actual actors' names or celebrities who appeared on the show. And that just makes it all the more confusing. Yeah, I, I don't truly get, like, I think if you if you chose any like piece of fandom, um, that's that's just that's not the kind of trivia you're going to ask. It's just it's yeah, it's very strange that it's more like making of stuff, or maybe the fans of this show are disproportionately knowledgeable about the making of the Three Stooges. <laughs> There's another mini game where you're at like a, a fancy dinner banquet and you have to um, throw pies in the faces of the more regal looking guests. Members and they, of the hoity toity club. Oh, there you go. And uh, they will throw pies back at you and you're trying to hit them with pies to earn money. So again, unclear. But then again, I also, I don't think like, you know, technically the more soup curly ate the less the more money it would have cost him to eat the soup so you know by that logic he shouldn't have earned any money for eating uh, well, crackers I, I don't think he was just going to like a restaurant ordering a, all these soups i think he was a part of like a competition uh like a soup eating competition oh okay so this is a pie throwing competition <laughs> no 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 you're a waiter you're supposed to be serving pies to these people and you don't get paid if you drop pies Got it. Okay, it's all making sense now. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for explaining it to me and the listeners. Absolutely. I found the control scheme of this one to be something that uh, made me say, please don't ever pick this one again, because you don't have a clear, like, so the three stooges are, you know, just like in a row, but you control all three of them at once, and there's different inputs for, like, who's going to pick up the pie versus who's going to throw the pie. And when the other people are ducking, you have to like, look out for that. It, it had that whole, you know, we've used this before that quap thing going on yeah. where it just felt in unintuitive because it's not how I would actually think about targeting people with pies in a two dimensional video game. Instead, it, they just created their own rules about what buttons you might have to press. I actually found it relatively intuitive. Like basically, 
the, they're lined up in a row, like going into the depth of the frame and, um, to select who on your team, who of the Stooges is going to duck up is for the farthest back, uh, left or right is for the middle guy and, uh, down is for the one closest to you. And so like, you know, when you're viewing the guys from these angles, from this angle, it, it kind of like lines up with the D pad. But then when you want to throw, it adds a button you have to hold and then you're pressing the same button again. So it's, it's elegant in one way and then really fumbly in, in another. So I get what you're saying, but I also kind of got what they were trying to do. Then you have, you know, on the wheel, you have a bunch of other mini games and stuff too, but you also have some weird things like mouse traps that just immediately are like, uh, that's, it's not a game over necessarily. I think you need to, uh, how, how many mousetraps is it? Four? It's either yeah, I think four it's, or five where you, it's like, oh, game over. You ran out of fingers or something. Yeah. They injure the finger, uh, um, uh, of one of the stooges. And then once they have, uh, four, I, five would make more sense, I suppose, but there's nothing you can do with just a thumb. So, uh, <laughs> one, you know, once you've lost four fingers, it immediately ends the game, regardless of the numbers of days completed. Dude, does it really need that? Do we really need like a um this is like similar to Wheel of Fortune with the bankrupt uh thing on the wheel. It's like there's already other ways to lose money in these games. Do we really need one that just uh, stops the game for you? Yeah, cuz there's I think there's only one other um tile that loses you money and I think that's um you know, the gangster-looking guy who I think is the the banker or whatever or the person that is the landlord of the orphanage, one of these things. Um, and he'll take money from you, but uh, I don't know what the thresholds are for each of the endings of this game, whether you save the orphanage or not, so I don't know if it needs more negatives, but I guess it's a balanced thing. Um, but the only thing that I don't appreciate about it is if you do land on one of these mouse traps, it should move the screen, or sorry, it should change like what your board looks like because the way that this game works like every time you select a mini game or a like free space or a, a negative thing um the board moves forward so you have new things to choose from uh more or less each time each like in-game day but if you hit the mouse trap you got the same view again and there could be like three or four mouse traps on this thing and you could just like end up losing everything i i i not i should not be getting this riled up over the three stooges board game proportion but i did find it rather annoying i just find that if the whole thing is that they need to you know raise money or whatever then the jobs should be more like the you know now that you've clearly explained it to me they should be more like the waiter and doctor jobs that are things that are more practical occupations where i can kind of understand how they're acquiring this money, but also understand why if they don't do a good job, they, you know, they, they won't have enough money at the end of the day. The mousetrap thing is like, maybe that's a hilarious three stooges trope, but it just, it should have been something that like, now there's a mini game where you have to walk through a room of mousetraps and try to avoid them all. But if any of them hit you, then it's a potential, you know, just three more and then game over. Like, Make it more interactive than just uh, a consequence on a wheel for this kind of game, because 
they've done it with the waiters and the doctors thing where they're also really silly. They're not actually performing open heart surgery or anything. They're on like little scooters or carts or something following behind a real doctor as they try to collect red crosses, which I'm not even sure what that's supposed to imply. But the more of those you collect, the more money you make. I I just appreciate like, you know, going back maybe a minute or so when you said that, like, you know, the more feasible uh, solutions of like, you know, like answering a help wanted ad as a doctor and the things you can actually do, (laughs) like just thinking about in the world of the Three Stooges where there is a help wanted ad for being a surgeon. And (laughs) this is it was tough in the Great Depression. (laughs) I guess that's just how it was back then. Things were tough. but no, I when it made more sense, like with the fact that they were working these odd jobs and the the the, the boxing thing didn't really make too much sense to me. I don't know what that what that episode sorry, what episode that's supposed to be referencing. Like, is there a boxing episode where another one of the stooges is rushing underground somewhere? Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> right, because you're you're doing like two things at once here. You're controlling Larry. Uh, on like he's an obstacle obstacle course where he has to dodge everything and it's it's not that easy this is not super mario brothers platforming where you control like necessarily like yeah exactly it's not like clear what's what's how you dodge everything at least the first time so what how to dodge a pole to me was just something the first time around where i was like guess i'm gonna hit all these poles like i can't (laughs) figure out how to get around them now, now there's other, you know, there's plenty of other obstacles, but you're doing that to get to a radio shop to get a radio, so Curly will be able to hear Pop Goes the Weasel. That's what's supposed to be happening. And Curly is in the ring and has to survive six rounds with Killer Killduff at the same time. So, I guess, I, yeah, like that's what's happening. It's like <laughs> two. It should have just been the boxing mini game, right? It should have just been like a, a fun punch out light style thing where you're just trying to dodge the moves because clearly curly wouldn't be able to take on killer killduff obviously we all know killer killduff and how good mm. he is yeah and his shenanigans <laughs> i yeah there's the banker one yeah, the banker. where <laughs> you'll either get a letter <laughs> saying <these> off. <laughs> you'll never make enough money like what a, what a uh, that's like when you go to super mario 64 when you get the inside the castle for the first time and bowser like just says something really rude to you about like how you're never going to beat the game or whatever. And it's like the banker here, again, just a non-event that barely needs to happen could just be built in at like turn 10, right? Just like have the banker say that regardless. Some of them are like, I'm going to take, you know, like, you know, my safe fell on you and I don't appreciate that that happened. So I'm going to charge you a thousand dollars for it. But then there's also another one that just says safe where, you let a safe fall on your head, and then you get the money inside. Uh, the fact that we we already covered all of the mini games, and now the rest of these are just like sort of non sequitur free spaces that you will land on and either get money, have money taken away, or nothing happens. Um, and then there's the last one, which is where you get to beat up your co stooges, and I think change the speed at which the the hand that selects the game moves. It's all very it's it's all very unclear. Um, I don't, did you have any luck with that? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have any luck with that, but I found that to be you know true to the spirit of I guess what 
the Three Stooges is all about, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny to just like slap the shit out of each other and make that into some kind of game where, you know, hitting hitting the Stooge makes the meter go toward slower or faster, depending on, you know, sure, I'm sure that helps later if you want to land on a specific space when you need more money, if you want it to be slower, it's just where you can stop it. Because you, you do stop the wheel. You you hit you, the button. Yeah, you have to do it. Right. Uh, it's just at a certain point, it gets so fast that you're not, It it's just random. Right. So I guess you're hoping to... But why would that? Why would beating the shit out of each other make the wheel slower? I, Are they the spinning episode. the wheel? It was yeah. in the episode, Mike. Right. I guess, like theoretically, if I'm on the Prices Right, I like how many references to other games we've been doing. But if, if I'm on the Prices Right and someone beats the shit out of me beforehand, I'm not going to be able to spin that wheel one full turn around. You know. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the giant wheel with all the different money on it um, that only goes up to a dollar. <laughs> But that should mean, though, that that the uh, the mouse traps should help slow everything down too. So, who knows? There was a reason for me to list off every uh, thing that happens in this game, Sean, and that is because there's really ten different events. Uh, you know, yes, sure. The trivia can be different. Um, what happens with the safe, whether uh, you break it or you get the money inside, those things can change, but they really don't actually change. Like the, It's still an inconsequential event that you can't decide what happens to you. It's told to you. Are these 10 enough? Like Mario Party, even the first one had, a, I believe, 50 minigames. WarioWare has, like, you know, a hundred plus mini games in there is because they're so f- small and sh- and short. I don't. I just don't see myself. I, I get. I gave one full playthrough of this game to understand it. I don't see myself going back because there's just not enough variety here. No, absolutely. Like we in the uh, the Jeopardy Junior episode. I think we did. We come out to something around like twenty eight permutations of Jeopardy. Like we could play like twenty eight games with unique. Uh, um, u- unique categories. Is that yes. sort of? Yes, yeah, that, okay. that's exactly what it was. And then it's actually technically double if you don't mind getting a uh, final Jeopardy that you've already received. Yeah. So there's that in that game. And then you've got this game where it's only got 10 things to do and it makes you do it 30 times. So at the very, if you're, if all the things are average and you just sort of, by the luck of the draw, play an average amount of everything, you're already going to be playing these things like three times. And if it's not average and you get more of one thing than another, you're going to be playing waiter or follow the surgeon into the operating room seven times. So th- there's really not enough to even support a full playthrough of the game here. Yeah, you're already running into uh, replaying these things. So if you're like me and you didn't particularly enjoy the pie throwing, the trivia, the the boxing, then all of a sudden now you've got like seven potential things that you're looking forward it's just to. Just soup. In a, yeah, in a yeah, it's just let me let me go into the free play mode and just keep trying to get the soup high score, <laughs> which is ridiculous, and that shouldn't be the case either. Uh, Sean, you were asking about how much money is required for the various states. There, there are no various states. It's, it's win or lose with the orphanage. There's no like, 
bigger party or anything like that. It's either get $5,000 to buy the orphanage. You could walk away with like $8,000. Great. Now you just, you don't get to see like what you do with the other 3,000. It's just you either have more than 5,000 or you have less than 5,000. So you either buy the orphanage or you don't. I th- okay, again, I think it's just pay their rent. Right, right. Probably <laughs> just pay their rent because what would they do with the orphanage? Would they then be involved in like, is it like a clown college? Is it now like a pie throwing factory? Like okay, maybe, maybe this is not in all the versions because you did say there's several versions of this game, but I could have swore when I was just initially reading the Wikipedia article that you could marry the orphanage runners daughters or something and that was a viable ending to this game there's to the best of my knowledge there's no (laughs) way that happens in the nes one okay i hope i'm not just making this up that's a fun thing though because uh i think that's like if you you know you probably haven't we're gonna throw it to another game you haven't probably played luigi's mansion on gamecube but in that game your main quest is to rescue Mario, but you're collecting like money along the way. And eventually there are like, I think 10 different scenarios for the ending based on the amount of money you've accumulated that like, that will be the mansion that you can buy. So like, if you barely collected any money in the game, you don't even get a mansion. You get like the world's smallest house. And then if you collect all the money in the game, you get this, gigantic mansion that looks just like the one on the box and you're like oh great i, I got the i i won but there's is, also is states still haunted? in between uh you know good question i don't think so you do vacuum every last ghost oh, yeah, and that, okay. that is how we get rid of ghosts you vacuum them mm-hmm. uh we've learned that now from ghostbusters and luigi's mansion <laughs> but i guess what i'm saying is, is like I, I prefer to find out that there were other things that could happen um but i only played it once and i did buy the orphanage or rent it, sorry, or buy, pay for its rent, or whatever, or turn it into a soup-eating competition. <laughs> Let's just go with buy the orphanage. Great. Privatize the orphanage. In terms of sequels and spinoffs, Sean... The other versions before uh, Three Stooges did not have the Stooges come out to Ghostbusters 2. They walk into, as I mentioned, as a potential idea, Defender of the Crown, which is uh, a game that we did play on the NES, if you remember. And I liked that one. You know, we just played uh, Romance of Three Kingdom uh, a while back, and that was a game that I didn't enjoy as much as Defender of the Crown. It certainly was like that, though. Yes, but those are all the computer versions of this game. And, you know, again, I I do think it's weird that Ghostbusters 2 hasn't come out, but they're just seeding that idea of like, oh, my God, if they ever make a Ghostbusters 2 video game, I've got to buy it. And do they, Mike? Do you know? They do. CinemaWare does wind up making a Ghostbusters 2. They also decide to continue to bust out Three Stooges ports for the foreseeable future because in 2002, they release a version for the Game Boy Advance wow. and a version for the PlayStation. The same game? The same game. I posted, play- on, I posted on Twitter earlier this week a side-by-side comparison of the Game Boy Advance and the NES 
of the boxing minigame where it's literally the same exact frame so you can actually see what improvements there were. And it makes it look like in the 11 years since (laughs) the Three Stooges came out, the technology really hasn't developed that much. (laughs) Oh, no. For the Game Boy Advance version, at least, the Three Stooges on PlayStation, to the best of my knowledge, it is 3D, but it's not good-looking 3D. I just can't believe that they still, like, that that has cultural staying power. Like, where is the Three Stooges remake for PS5? Right, it needs that. But actually, looking at the Three Stooges now on PlayStation 1, it's that fake 2D CG that was, like, common in... um, You know, like Super Mario RPG and stuff like that. But I will say that this one at least explains this. Like, I think it's much clearer now what's a cracker and what's an oyster (laughs) or uh, who's attending. You know, they look like waiters here in the um, in the Help Wanted Waiters game. So that's a big improvement. Absolutely. But if you look back, I don't know if you look back now, I'm looking at like Amiga gameplay footage and... It looks kind of similar to the PlayStation footage, but it came out <laughs> more than 11 years before it. All right, we, we have to play these games. Yeah, very confusing. A port was completed for the Game Boy Color, but it was canceled in 2000, and only footage of the beta has been released. Wow. But I, I imagine it was canceled because they were like, oh, guys, screw the Game Boy Color version. We've got a Game Boy Advance version coming out. <laughs> the people demand more stooge. Yep, absolutely. I I wouldn't be surprised to find out, you know, when E3 comes back in 2023 that, uh, you know, the Three Stooges is like part of Microsoft's big plans. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a Bethesda game. Yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking either Bethesda or just Microsoft in general just acquiring the entire franchise IP rights. (laughs) Sean, it feels like we kind of voted already. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Um, Should we just in unison? (laughs) Yeah, should I play the music? Play and then the music. We just, yeah, here, here's the music. All right. And All here's right. our answer. Yeah, okay, it's not essential, right? Yeah. It's not essential, yes. All right, cool. um, not really much else to talk about because we really deconstructed the game. Here, here's the issue. I will, I will concede that our lack of knowledge of the Three Stooges definitely makes the game less fun. <laughs> However... We all, you know, like we didn't have familiar with a lot of these IPs and they didn't ruin any of the other games. So your game shouldn't be fun just because yeah, this it's is part the of first, a franchise that you know. Yeah, this is the first like instance of a reference based game. Like, you know, uh, like the Rick and Morty VR game, like that's all just references or st- stuff like that, where it's just like, oh, I get it because th- those are the, the things from the movie or the things from the TV show. And you're just going to laugh at those jokes that aren't really set up in the game, but you're laughing because they're the in-jokes. I think this is what happened here. And Oh, 100%. And, and we're just not in on it. Uh, so there, there you go. Yeah. So I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum, but I think you should really like think about if this game didn't have uh, Mo Curly and Larry, would it be fun? Is that where you're getting your enjoyment? Because I'd question that if I were you. Next week, we will be playing Twin Eagle, just what everybody wanted, another vertical uh, shmup where you are a helicopter. Everybody keeps saying, where are the helicopter shmups? And <laughs> they're, they're still making them. Don't they worry. They're going to make many more. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I actually was expecting one helicopter shmup ever 
But I guess, you know, helicopters are cool. Well, you know, we'll get into it in the episode, right? <laughs> I, yes, helicopters are cool. Maybe. And maybe Joe will come back. Joe? Maybe he won't. Please? Maybe you guys upset him. 